Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. A lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Well, this is quite a topic today. I know I say that quite often, but uh, these topics that have been hitting me have been ones that have stretched me a bit. And to be honest, this title, Five Qualities That Make a Great Leader, um, I love it. I absolutely love it. I love the five characteristics. Um, actually, I heard um, this topic discussed a couple different times, and, and the list is varied, but I uh, pulled these five topics because they really resonated with me. Now, the reason why this is kind of a hairy topic is that I have struggled um, with leadership in, from different uh, times in my life with leaders that I've had and then ways that I have led myself. And so this is something that I have to check myself on on a regular basis from when I had my marketing company to even here now in doTERRA. Uh, just being completely honest with you, because I know that sometimes when uh, you're listening to a podcast and feeling like, oh, this person like has it all together or because they're teaching on it, you know, they've been able to um, completely figure it out and they've just got this one nailed, nailed down. And this actually isn't totally the case for me. Um, I love leading. I feel like leadership has been kind of ingrained, not kind of, it's been ingrained in me. Uh, my whole life. Uh, I felt like I have always been leading someone, whether it was a sibling or an employee or a friend or just guiding someone on a journey. Uh, But with the task of being a leader, there is a lot of learning, a ton of learning. And I, I don't think I will ever completely have it nailed down. I think that it's an ongoing process in figuring out what truly makes a great leader and So these five characteristics, some I'm still working on and some I just can have to um, pretty consistently uh, check myself on. So if there's something else you would add to this list, uh, I love these five qualities. I know there are many others, uh, but I would love to hear them. So as always, Instagram is my favorite place to chat. Uh, or um, I actually now have a weekly email going out. So I would love to add you to that. It's just like my brain kind of dumped in in, uh, in words. And, uh, it also showcases what I'm doing in the podcast. So love, if you'd want to join that, you can go to tinapettis.com. So here's the five qualities. Number one is independent. I think this one is fairly obvious, uh, but I, and I know that this is something that can be learned. Actually, I know that all of these uh, can be learned. I feel like leadership isn't necessarily something that someone has, or they don't. I feel like it is something that someone can learn and grow in, um, but being independent. So what does that mean? I think one of the biggest things with being independent is being resourceful and not having to lean on someone all of the time for all of the answers. I actually see this with my kiddos, and this is something that I've been uh, working on while homeschooling them to help them be more independent. Uh, For one, selfishly, I need to be able to work, right? I I 
do doTERRA uh, full-time. I say this in kind of quotations. I know you can't see me, um, but this is my full-time thing. So it's not that I can just be a stay-at-home mom and homeschool mom. So my, I need my kids to be able to be independent, but I know that by them being independent, that is going to help them be a better leader um, and not a follower, right? So um, being independent. Now, what does this mean when it comes to uh, business? Uh, one of the big things is a lot of times being a great leader uh, means that you want to lead the whole thing, right? Like you want to do um, all of it, not probably have someone uh, sharing with you the step-by-step process in which you are going to do something. And I feel like that is a big part of independence, being free of um, of all the things. Uh, so independent, I'd say, is number one. Uh, number two is an excellent problem solver. Now, I believe that this goes hand in hand with being independent. If you are independent, you are not leaning on someone else. You're not asking someone else uh, to solve your problems. You are figuring out how to do it on your own. And, and that might mean that you have some people step in and help you, um, but you are finding the solution um, and you are not looking at it probably even as a problem, right? So you're just like, hey, something arises, something hits you, something um, you know, kind of gets in your way. You're figuring a way around that before it even becomes a major issue. Now, this is one that over the years, as they've they've hit me, uh, they have gotten, uh, you know, things, problems have gotten uh, easier and easier. And one of them was um, communicating with people. Um, and specifically about, about issues, you know, conflict. Uh, when I first, actually some of my first jobs, I was hired to work for a franchise restaurant group. And one of the things that I had to do was go into these restaurants, figure out, uh, what the problems were in those restaurants and specifically what what people were problems, uh, which sounds so horrible now, but, um, in the, in the restaurant industry, either you're a right fit. I mean, I, I guess in any industry, but you know, you, when you're, uh, forward facing to the customer, it's either right or wrong. Right. And so, uh, I had to go in there and kind of fix culture. I don't even know why I say kind of, it's just a word I can't get rid of, but, um, it's a, uh, you know, I went in and fixed culture and that meant that sometimes people had to go. And at first this was really, really hard. I remember letting go of the very first person, you guys, I was real young. I mean, this was straight out of college. I was like 24 years old and 23 and I'm having to let people go from their job. Now, thankfully these weren't you know, a major career for them. Um, it was hosting or bartending or serving, um, but I was still having to let them go. So when all of a sudden I had to start doing this in, in my own company, it was so much easier if someone would just see the writing on the wall, right? They, they would totally understand why they were being, um, you know, why it wasn't working out and they, they would quit. But when I had to let them go, it wasn't even that I was like fearful of them taking unemployment. It was just the whole conversation and, you know, that it was, it was a problem. So I know I'm talking about excellent, ex, being an excellent problem solver as a great leader, but it was a problem and I had to solve it and solving it meant having a really, really tough conversation. So as that like continued down my path, uh, I, it got easier. It's still sad. It was still hard. Um, but it got easier. 
And now within doTERRA, of course, I don't have employees. You know, I have, I have like an assistants that help me, um, their contract, you know, they kind of come and go. There's not hard conversations really that need to be had necessarily. Um, if I had to move on, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but within my team, you know, people are on my team. They can't leave, right? They're, like they're stuck with me. And so if they want to continue building a business, you know, I want to continue building a business. We're doing, we're doing it together. Now there are plenty of times so that people have come to me and said, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I look at it as just kind of like any job, right They're They just decide they're they're That's not a fit for them. And the, the problem, I guess that I'm solving in this is is that I have to mentally make a decision real quickly uh, to move on and to not let it bring me down. Cause it could be, it could easily bring me down, right. It could make me, um, you know, doubt myself or doubt the company or doubt the industry or whatever. Um, and I've got to solve that problem real quick. So I know this may seem like a little bit of a stretch for being an excellent problem solver. There are a lot of problems in business, right. Or life, um, and being able to solve them quickly and move on and let them let affect your uh, focus or affect uh, your work or your results is huge. Uh, there's been plenty of times though that I have struggled with this and usually it goes with mindset, um, you know, letting kind of something tug me down a little bit and not being able to quickly uh, pivot. So number one, being independent. Number two, excellent problem solver. And then the third quality, I believe, of a great leader is being consistent. And as you guys know, I've been super transparent about consistency for myself. And there's been certain things that I have been ridiculously consistent on. And I would say the thing I haven't been as consistent on is my marketing. Now, one of the reasons behind that is that I was really in this space of like figuring out you know, who I am in doTERRA, who, what is my personal brand, you know, trying to fit into this mold or that mold and realizing like, I don't fit in any mold. Like I, I am uniquely me. Right. And at, although it's easy for me to tell other people that sometimes it can be hard for myself. And here's the thing is I knew that the way my brain works and the way I work is that in order for me to start snowballing this consistency, not only did I need to, you know, figure out my own branding and my own niche and my own, you know, you know, really tools that I was going to be using and all of that, like those are, you know, some obvious things. Um, I also know my personality that if I was going to do something, it had to be something, um, you know, that was going to be consistent. It had to be a big consistent. I could put on the schedule, like, Hey, I'm going to start podcasting or, Oh, I'm going to start working out more and sure. Putting on the calendar to work out three days a week, you know, okay, that's fine. Or, oh, I'm going to, you know, podcast one, one time a week. Okay. Like it didn't excite me to do that. And so the decision of what I was going to do, it had to be something that was like, really, really big to help me create the consistency with it. And I had to say it out loud to other people uh, because I couldn't retract on it then. And if I did, I knew I would have a lot of people to answer to. And I, you know, I, I love the feeling of people saying, I'm really proud of you, or I'm really inspired by you. And, you know, this is encouraging me to do X, Y, or Z. Right. And I actually found this uh, feeling real deeply when I was going through 75 hard, 
you know, and many of, you know, I went for 120 days. I had to start over on day 45 or day 46. And so consistency started there and I wanted it to fall into the rest of my life, into the rest of my business. And it, and it has, it really has now. Um, now, of course, here I am. I don't even know what day it is like 35, 40 of being consistent with this podcast. So I guess I'm almost halfway there, which seems crazy. And then from here on out, I've got some other things that have snowballed uh, with consistency like my email. And now after 90 days of podcasting, I plan um, to do at least two days a week, uh, God willing, time willing, my brain willing, like all of that kind of stuff. But I will create a consistent schedule and stick to it. And this part of being a great leader is that I am already seen as I'm stepping up, um, as I am outwardly showing the consistency of my own marketing, that I am having people come to me and want to work with me, uh, be a customer or build the business. And that's really has been my focus is helping other people, um, dive into the business side of this and figure out their consistency and their niche and their branding and how they're going to run this business on their own, um, being independent, being a problem solver, right. Being resourceful, um, and then consistent. And so anytime, um, now I am starting something. I'm like, okay, is this going to be something that I am actually going to be consistent with? Or is this going to be a one hit wonder? Is this going to be, what, what does this look like? Um, and I'm really wanting to put things into my life, into my business that are actually, uh, consistent and they're going to be ongoing. So they are predictable. It's more helpful for customers. It's more helpful for business leaders. Um, it is, it is, it's just better. I don't, I don't know how much more I could say that. Um, so being consistent, I also believe that consistency plays a part in how people are treated. And so people know what they can expect, uh, when they approach you about something or, um, they know what to expect when, um, you're running something or you're organized with something being consistent is really, really helpful for people to feel welcomed, loved, connected, and so this is a huge one. I really feel like this makes a lot of sense um, as one of the qualities for a great leader. Number four is having a big vision. Now, is this something that comes natural to everyone? No, it totally doesn't. For example, it's not my husband. He definitely does not fall into the big vision thinking. Um, he's not futuristic um, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, he will dream with me because he knows it's one of my very favorite things to do. Uh, it actually lights me up, gets me really excited to plan stuff or um, think out you know, five years from now, 10 years from now and plan. And actually I love doing it so much. It actually doesn't even bother me if whatever that plan was, uh, or that future thing was, doesn't happen. I just excites me to be able to do it. And so he is still an incredible, great leader, although he doesn't think really all that far past what he's doing in the current moment. Um, and so I get to live in the world of uh, him kind of pulling me back a little bit, which is good to be grounded and put into reality. Uh, but my mind is usually thinking really, really big vision. Now, if you are a big vision person, it's actually really helpful to understand that other people aren't and to know that just because they may not share that same big vision doesn't mean that they don't believe in you or don't believe that it can happen. Um, it also is helpful to know because sometimes I don't share my big visions with people that aren't big vision thinkers. And the reason why is that you don't always get the same response from them that you're hoping or that you're feeling inside. I know there are several people close to me that if I go and share a crazy big idea, they're like, oh, Tina, 
like kind of like, oh, that's cute. Um, but for me, having a big vision actually helps me grow again, even if I don't hit that goal or that thing, or, you know, live out that vision, it really gets me going, gets me excited to do, uh, everything that I'm doing, helps me wake up in the morning and helps me want to, uh, do the things to achieve, achieve a goal. So I believe that great leaders do have big vision. And another thing is, is people love to hear a vision, you know, honestly, whether they believe it's going to happen or not, whether they're a part of it or not, um, I know that this is why companies like Apple will do big projections and share, you know, how they're going to change the world. Right. Um, I believe leaders, um, ones that we can kind of rattle off and people that we've uh, thought of from honestly, politicians, uh, to big leaders of big companies or coaches, or you can just picture anyone up there up front speaking. Um, it's why they have followers. It's why uh, people vote for them. It's why people work hard inside of a team environment because, they have cast a vision that people want to follow and be a part of. And I think that this is really, this is really key. And last but not least, of course, I believe the fifth uh, quality in no specific order uh, that make a great leader is that they create activity. And not only do they create creativity within themselves, um, but they can activate other people. One of the uh, strengths finder um, 2.0 is um, activator. And so I do think that this is a big part of being a great leader is being able to activate others and to get things moving. Um, a lot of times leaders actually aren't the ones to, um, they're the ones to put it into motion. I'm um, not all the always the ones to complete a task or, or to keep it in motion. Um, but they're really great at starting it, um, and creating it. And so what I have found as this is definitely one of my key, um, strengths is that, uh, being an activator and helping people, um, get started with something you have to, uh, surround yourself with people that can keep the ball rolling and enjoy the completion and execution of something. I used to really be hard on myself about this, that I wasn't the person uh, to create the activity or I was the person to create the activity, but I wasn't the one to finish it. And I think, oh, I never finish anything. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not a completer. And I realized it's really, truly just a part of my, my DNA. Like, that's just not who I am. I create the activity and I help put it in motion. And there are other people to keep it in motion and, and to execute it and complete it. So some, there are definitely other qualities of a great leader. I think these are really honestly the top five. Uh, I do believe that a leader can uh, be an executor or someone that keeps the ball in motion. I do think that there are a lot of other qualities, but I think these are some of the big five. Um, as you think of leaders that you've been surrounded by that have been great, I think that you would probably pinpoint a few of these. Now, you may be thinking, I really want to be a better leader, whether you are leading a team or you desire to lead a team at some point, or you just simply want to be more effective within your home or friendships, um, a board you're on, maybe you're going into politics. I don't know. Um, but 
if I were you, I would look at these five characteristics, really think about them, pray over them, uh, and work on each one individually to say, Hey, is this something that I'm, you know, um, or I will, uh, take the time to develop more in myself. Is there maybe a coach, uh, maybe a mentor, maybe someone that you'd want to lean on to help you, uh, work on these characteristics, being independent, being a great problem solver, being consistent, having a big vision and helping people and yourselves create activity. So I hope this was helpful for you. I would love, love, love to carry on this conversation. If you have more to add to this list, I'd love to hear it too. Um, if there's one that you've struggled with or one that you've excelled in, I'd love to hear that. As you guys can tell, I love carrying on the conversation. I love for this to be uh, two-way, not just me in your ear, but I love for you to be in mine. Not sure if you know this or not, but within Instagram, you can actually send a voice message, which is pretty amazing. And I would love, love, love to hear your voice. Stop over there at Tina Pettis, Tina with an E. I am the only Tina Pettis out there, thankfully. Um, and you can find me anywhere at Tina Pettis online. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day um, and we will see you back tomorrow uh, for Tina Talks.